0: Well, hello, everybody. I have a, well, I guess I should start with what I usually start with. It's Wednesday. It's one o'clock. And this is Chatting with Chap. And I'm your host, Ginger Wade. So I was getting ahead of myself there. So sorry. (laughs) So I just saw my little link down here. I wanted to pop up for you and I was all excited to tell you about it. So it kind of got me distracted. So here I am in my car and it's a windy one. So I'm just going to pop up a little link here for any of you out there who are looking for some encouragement or ideas or help in homeschooling. I have it that it's for starting homeschooling, which basically it is, but it's also good for veteran homeschoolers. I went through this program. It's Homeschool University, Start Strong Pennsylvania, and uh, I thought it was great. So it's out there. Um, it is a course, a 14 day online course. You will have forever access to it once you take it. And it is something that does benefit CHAP. So if you sign up for the class, we do get a little bit of a kickback, which is very helpful to us. Um, so we can keep doing what we're doing to support you. So if you're interested in getting a little bit extra help, you want to check it out, homeschool university. So let's get into it. The topic today is whose job is it? And what am I talking about? Whose job is it? Well, whose job is, like, all the stuff? So what I want to start with is the thought that American parents have passed many responsibilities onto others. The spiritual training of our children, the education of our children, the character training of our children... Life skills and hard work training of our children, and marriage skills, and knowing how to function as a family. We have largely passed the buck or just not done these things with our children, or thought we have come to a, a time when we think it's someone else's responsibility to do it. These areas of training have been taken over or actually given over to schools, to churches to youth groups, Sunday school teachers, programs outside the home. Uh, we've just kind of said, here, you take care of it. Oh, look, here's Sunday school. Sunday school will take care of all my child's training. Or public school will take care of all my child's education. It's someone else's responsibility. Well, I have a different answer for you on that. Whose responsibility is it? Well, it's not the churches. And it's not the public school systems, and it's not any other program. Way back in the day, we're thinking way back. Think like Garden of Eden way back, or um, Noah's Ark way back. Like Way back in the day, God created families. He placed people in families. And guess what wasn't on the earth at that time? Institutions. There were no church buildings, there were no public school buildings, there were no uh, sports leagues, there were no whatever. The responsibilities fell to the parents. It was the parents' responsibility. Nothing has changed since that time. Yeah, sure, there are churches and there are institutions and there are places to send our kids, but that doesn't mean that the responsibility of rearing our children is in their whole education, whole learning experience. I'm going to call it learning experience because education is a sticky word. Um, it's that responsibility is still in the hands of the parents. It is not the responsibility of someone outside of the home to make sure that your kids are well learned. Okay. So we need to stop passing the buck. I'm not saying that Sunday school is not great. I'm not saying that Awana isn't good and helpful or youth group or any of those other things. But first and foremost, like us, my husband and I think about the things that happen at church as gravy because our responsibility for our children's spiritual education comes first. It is first and foremost our responsibility to make sure they are hearing the word, talking the word, memorizing the word praying about the word, praying over people. That is our responsibility first. What they get in Sunday school is extra gravy. What they get at Awana or youth group is extra gravy. Now, what I do like about youth group at that age, they have had a lot of training with the parents at home, and then they get to go from the house, and if you have solid Bible teaching youth group leaders, they will experience the same type of teaching you've been giving them at home Out of the home, which is very important because it's important for them to see others outside of the home taking on those same belief systems. Okay, that type of mentorship is really important. But that is not their primary source of learning. It is in the home. Parents, it's our responsibility to train up our children. Remember Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. Okay, it's not a promise, but the first part is our responsibility. Okay, train up your child in the way they should go, and you know what? This is not just spiritual stuff. Spiritual stuff, knowing Jesus, following God's um, way, is the most important thing. Yes, absolutely. However, this is like the whole thing. This is being a parent when when God blesses you with a child. This is part of the package. I mean, this is part of what we're responsible responsible for. Reading, writing, and arithmetic, absolutely. Kids need to know that. They need to know these things to be able to function well in society and to do well to support their own families. Also, our responsibility, of course, is the Homeschool Association of Pennsylvania, Christian Homeschool Association of Pennsylvania. We encourage you to do that through homeschooling. I do believe the public schools are no longer Oh, like get your kids out of there because the stuff they're teaching is so blatantly against what scripture teaches. Um, but we are responsible, responsible for making sure our children know these things. But there's also other things have you been teaching your children how to do laundry or cook or clean the toilet? I know no one likes to do it and it's hard to teach sometimes because people don't feel like doing it and people don't feel like doing something. They're not necessarily willing students However, if they're going to have their own apartment someday or their own home, they need to know how to do that. They need to know how to feed themselves. They need to know how to clean their toilet and how to scrub the floor and how to get the cobwebs out of the corner or whatever. How to wash the sheets, how to do the laundry, how to use the dryer properly, all these things. Are you teaching your kids how to communicate well? We're on our devices a lot, but do you have one-on-one eye-to-eye, face-to-face conversations with them? Do you welcome people into your homes? You can teach them how to be good hosts, how to, you know, share their stuff. Isn't that fun when you have eight and you have to tell your kids, you need to share your toys. And of course, it's their favorite toy. and They don't want to do that. So all these things we need to learn how to work with others, right? This is all our responsibility as parents. It's not someone else's job. It's also our job to teach our children how to deal, a good character, how to deal with disappointment. I hear so many school teachers, um, when we talk about SEL in public schools that say that they have to do SEL because there's kids who are coming in there who don't know how to deal with disappointment. They don't know how to deal with anger. They don't know how to deal with depression or their, 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 not happy emotions, right? The stuff that doesn't make you feel good. That is part of the training that we have to give our children. How do you deal with disappointment? You know, as little ones throwing tantrums is not acceptable. That's the beginning of the training, right? When you get older, punching a hole through the wall is not acceptable or slamming the door, stomping through the house, whatever it is that happens in your house. Those are character training, moments. It is our job as parents to teach our children what the appropriate way to respond when you don't feel like doing your schoolwork. Is it appropriate to sit there and scribble all over the paper or crumple it up or just sit there and refuse to do it? I mean, that's all. They need to be trained in this because life is about disappointing things happening. I mean, that just, it's just how life is. So we need to train our children to know how to deal with that appropriately. And it's not like, right? Escaping, right? It's not popping pills. It's not playing video games to escape. It's not using our phones to escape. We got to truly, really teach our kids how to deal with this stuff. And maybe, maybe some of it comes from, we need to be trained ourselves because we don't handle things well. And this is, you know, that's a big thing. Another question I have for you, are you teaching your children how to learn? I know in homeschool, a lot of us are freaked out about gaps. We're freaked out about not doing well enough teaching our kids. We're freaked out about our kids being behind. I don't like that word. There is no behind. Okay. But, um, we're so concerned about that. But really, are you teaching your kids how to learn? Because at any point in time in their life, they're going to need to know something new. How are they going to go about learning that? And YouTube is great. Go watch a YouTube video on it. Use the library. Use, you know, whatever. Um, I love that one Little House on the the Prairie episode where he's making a fish trap, and Laura's like, Pa, how did you learn how to make a fish trap? And he's like, Necessity is the mother of invention, half pipe you know, right? So he just figured it out. I need this. What can I do to make it happen? So are you teaching your kids how to learn and have the freedom to think outside the box and to come up with inventive solutions to problems? That's the kind of stuff you need to be teaching your kids. You're not going to be able to teach them every single thing. It's just not possible. But you can teach them how to learn. That's part of the parental responsibility, okay? So, um the other things that are, that really struck me when I thought about this the other day was who's teaching us about marriage? And who's teaching us how about how to be parents? Like where does that come from? Well, obviously scripture, right? And the only way we can pass that on to our children is if we're reading the scripture and we learn what scripture says about marriage. Okay, so yeah, sure, our kids could study scripture too, and they should, to see what it says about marriage and parenting stuff. But we can also share what has happened in our lives with them, in our marriages, as we're parenting, all these, all these things. There's great great, um, um, resources like family life and they have parenting things and marriage things. And so it's important for us to be training our kids how to have a good marriage and how to be good parents. And maybe you don't know how to do those things. So maybe you need to go get some training yourself And I think even if we do have good marriages, we still need to be going to marriage seminars or a Bible study where we're talking about it or somewhere where we're in the word and we're growing ourselves. Because as we are growing and learning, first of all, anytime you take the time to learn, your kids will notice it. They'll see, oh, mom and dad are still learning. Learning never ends. Learning always—it goes till you die. Like you are constantly learning. If they see you taking a class to better yourself like that, that's going to hit home with them. That's going to teach them that learning happens all the time. Uh, so as you are bettering yourself, you can better share that information with your kids and teach them how to be a good spouse, how to be a good parent. So uh, it's important to be looking at ourselves, training ourselves, and that example. How do kids learn best? By example, they watch what you do, right? You know it. You see it. You see how they mimic what you do, right? So uh, that learning by example is so important. Uh, So I'm just encouraging you out there, parents. Take the bull by the horns, okay? Be willing to step up and say, I'm the parent. I'm taking the responsibility. I'm not putting it in the hands of the school. I'm not putting it in the hands of the church. I'm not putting it in the hands of the sports league or whatever else. I'm going to make sure that my kids are being trained the way they, I want them to be trained the way God wants them to be trained. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't use those outside resources. However, you as the parent should be the one who's calling the shot. Oh, okay, good. We're back in. (laughs) So that being said, Take the bull by the horns, parents. You can do it. You can do it. God will help you through it. He has called you to it, and he has qualified you. If you feel unqualified, get in the Word. Get in a Bible study. Go to a parenting thing. Go to a marriage thing. Educate yourself. You can do it. Be the example of how to learn to your children. But take that bull by the horns and be that Leader in your child's life, they need you to be that leader. They don't need you to be their buddy, they don't need you to be their friend. They need you to be the leader, okay? Love on them, love on them that way, okay? It will bless the socks off of you and your family. So, okay, I hope this was encouraging to you. I know it's challenging, I know you're thinking, oh, but you can do it. You can do it. God gave you your kids, and He gave you a kids' your kids for a reason right? You're the perfect parent for your children and they are the perfect children for you. It's going to work together as a two-way street. So be blessed. Know that God will see you through it. Okay. Get connected and get encouragement. And if you got to get therapy for some things, get therapy for some things, you know, take care, take care and grow. And then be that awesome example to your kids that God wants you to be because you can. You can. You will be the example. And even if you mess up, then you apologize. You make it right, and you move forward. That's a great example. So don't think you got to be perfect. Don't think you got to have it all figured out, because you will mess up. But if you handle your mess up well, by by confessing and turning it around, and moving forward in step with Jesus, that is going to be an awesome example to, for your kids. Right? Okay. So teach them to be hardworking, responsible thinking for themselves, critical thinking, young people, and that'll just be a major blessing to the whole wide world, right? Okay. Have a great week. Oh, and I did want to tell you, I'm not so sure what November is going to look like for me. I have three weeks until my show, so I'm not sure that I'll be able to be on with you guys until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It really kind of depends how things go for me, but I wanted to warn you of that. I'm so glad that you guys tune in and you listen and, um, I don't know. As November rolls around, we'll see. We'll see how crazy it is over here. And if I can get on here, um, I certainly will. Okay. Take care. Walk with Jesus. It'll be good. Okay. Bye.